Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to the Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we share the light on issues of that urban community. Here's a
All right, we are back with another edition of The Urban Wire, episode 11. And uh, tonight, you know, we're going to just do a little go-with-the-flow type of thing. We're still waiting for a couple people to call in. Uh, Right now, it's just me. Uh, Hopefully, Michael Snyder will be with us soon. I know DeAndre Sheets, she's getting off the walk here shortly, so... Yeah, they'll be joining us, and whoever else comes through. Um, just wanted to tell you a little bit about what we're trying to do. Um, cause I know Blog Talk Radio is going to be having some changes, so we're going to probably adapt to those changes, but we're going to be working on our website that will hopefully be done by um, <clears throat> mid to late spring. And um, if you want to check out our other commentaries, you can hit us up on youtube.com slash UCOFW. Um, you know, you can go there and look. we got a lot of good videos ranging from um, a, a wide variety of topics. Um, we have our Twitter page. If you want to hit us up on there at twitter.com slash UCOFW, if you want to stay on top of us, um, on top of our um, shows and what we're trying to do, and um, when we have new videos out, we'll release them on there. Um, we do have a Facebook fan page, so, um, you know, we're starting to, you know, um, get into the swing of that. So make sure you hit us up on there. Uh, Michael does have a uh, website as well, and his um, website is called um, sunrisehumanity.com. Um, if you want to go there and learn um, about spirituality and uh, metaphysics, that's a good um, website to go check out. And uh, just, just you know, just just continue to support us. You know, um, we really want to get into this topic tonight. Um, hopefully, um, uh, do you really know your man part two? And uh, depending on how it goes, tonight we might do a part three, or we might re-record this, depending on you know um, the traffic that we get tonight. But uh, definitely support us. Uh, we're going to go to another uh, couple of songs, and then um, hopefully by then we'll be ready to start. Uh, last, we had a pretty good conversation, and uh, it really opened our eyes up to a lot that's going on out here um, as far as, like, uh, women in general. Maybe some men, I mean, that get with women. You know, I don't know. But uh, definitely, I mean, if you guys have anything to say, or if you have any stories about uh, any time you were dating somebody and you really didn't know who they were, uh, feel free to um, hit us up at 646-915-8200. We'd love to get your comments, uh, hear some of your stories, and, you know, maybe maybe we're just here to really help out people. You know, maybe something that someone will hear, hear tonight uh, will kind of help them out along the way. So um, we're going to probably go to... Uh, another couple of songs or two, and then um, we'll come back. We're going to throw a little old old school in here tonight. Um, you know, just whatever. So just, just hang in there with us, and uh, uh, we'll be right back. We're going to go to a little Rick James and Tina Marie. We're going to take it back old school real quick. So, you know, I hope you enjoy this, and uh, when we come back, we will start the show. Wow, it's really good to see you again, baby, and I must admit, 
life must be treating you well. Oh, me? Well, I've just been doing the same old thing I've always been doing. You know, I've got a new lady now. It's a little different than it was when I was with you. You know, I think back to where we met. The way I used to be and the cold way I used to act. But more than that, That was my thing to say 
All right, we are finally back to the little, little, you know, a little uh, tribute to Miss Tina Marie. You know what I'm saying? You know, a little official tribute. You know, we went back old school with you. Um, right now I'm going to jump into um, a story, if I can get it pulled up here. Um, because there's been a lot going on here in Indianapolis this year, especially with the youth. Um, especially when, we, when we're discussing, like, gun violence and a lot of um, incidents that have happened recently. Um, this past Saturday um, in downtown Indianapolis, there were two teenagers shot. And uh, I want to read this story from um, WTHR. It's a news organization in Indianapolis. And um, I'm having a time trying to get this pulled up tonight. I'm not on my laptop tonight. I'm on my desktop, and this little piece of shit um, is really getting on my nerves tonight, and I'm not going to be um, very thrilled if I don't get it pulled up. I might throw this computer across the room, and then there won't be any more blog talk radio, well, at least my show. So, um, okay, finally got the story um, pulled up, and... um, as I mentioned, this is coming from WTHR.com. Um, the story is entitled, Two Teenagers Shot at, uh, well, near Circle, Circle Center Mall. Um, let's see. Okay, the story starts off. Um, two, t- two teenagers were shot in separate incidents downtown Saturday night. Police say... Seventeen-year-old, a seventeen-year-old was shot in front of, in the foot outside of Circle Center Mall shortly before 9 p.m. A suspect ran south on Illinois, but was later apprehended a block later at Maryland Street. The victim of that shooting was taken to the hospital reportedly in stable condition. And about a half hour later, a fifteen-year-old got shot, was shot several times near the Panera Bread restaurant. That victim was taken to Wilshire Hospital in critical condition. The person responsible for that shooting has not been located. The shootings happened nearly happened shortly after the mall closed for the night. Quote, typically this is a very slow time of the year downtown. We do have on Saturday nights a lot of young children, kids, juveniles, that come come down to the mall, I'm supervised it sometimes. About this time at 9 o'clock when all of this happened, is the mall is shutting down, and they are leaving to come to the bus stop or wait for their ride to pick them up, end quote, said IMPD um, Sergeant Linda Jackson. Police say it is not clear if the shootings were related. Several downtown streets were closed during the shooting and ongoing investigation. Some restaurants in the area also closed, keeping patrons inside until the police could secure the area. So that's the end of that. Um, Really, that was a very uh, unfortunate um, incident that happened, you know, and like I said, you know, it's getting ridiculous because now we have um, two more youth that have been victims of gun violence. You know, we have a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old. Not to mention that, you know, um, 
we had several, we've had several other young people um, who have been shot this year. Um, it's really been a rocky start to the um, 2011 year. You know, there's a lot going on. Um, it's very unfortunate that uh, parents are even letting their children roam around downtown. You know, and chances are it was, it was the perpetrator was probably another young person that got you know got a hold to um, a gun somehow. And, you know, and it's, it's sad. I don't know if these were, uh, if these incidents were, like they said, were, were related or if they were, like, um, provoked, which, you know, there's no reason to ever, you know, commit, you know, a, a crime of this nature. But we don't even know the circumstances behind this, but we just know that two more young people were, you know, impacted by um, by violence. And this is really time for us to come together as a community and see what what can we do. Like honestly, I'm not talking about just getting together and talking about it, but what can we do to prevent situations like this? Because um, I remember Expo last year, there were, you know, several shootings um, where um, several young people were shot, and it's just it's getting to the point where downtown Indianapolis has always been a, a nice area. Um, very clean area, you know. But it's it's been lately that you can't even go downtown to have a nice time without worrying if you're going to make it back home alive. So this is very unfortunate to hear. Um, really, I, it's, it's, it's sad that parents um, can't even let their kids go out to the mall without uh, situations like these occurring. And uh, it's, it's time for us to stop talking about it and let's do something about this because, you know, I don't know what the, the solution is, but we have to come up with the solution because too many young people losing their lives, uh, too many parents that are having to either bury their children or go see their children in the hospital because of a tragedy of this nature. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that we need to start stop talking about it and we need to be about it. You know, um and um it's 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 really sad. It's really a really a sad situation. Um, I just heard about these sh- um shootings as of yesterday and it's 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 very unfortunate that uh, we're living in um a time where uh, children aren't safe anywhere. You know, so we're going to go to the line to see if there's anybody that has anything to say. If not, we're going to go to another song and come back. And hopefully by that time we'll have uh, either Michael or we'll have uh, DeAndre in here. And uh, we're going to get them to 1030. If not, we're going to just wrap the show up early tonight and um, reschedule part two, uh, part 2B of our series. So we're going to go to the lines and see if anybody has anything to say real quick. Um, if not, we're just going to go to another song and, uh, and we will, we'll come back. Uh, two, nine, four, do you have anything to say or add to this, uh, to this subject or are you just listening? Um, I could say, um, it is very unfortunate and it, um, it's a sad situation. Like you said, and it's, I was thinking today when I was at work, um, I work at a hospital, 
And the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about not just the shooting that took place over the weekend of the two young boys, but was also the shooting of that police officer. And we looked and we said, what can we do to help our kids? And you would think us as adults, we should be able to talk to our kids and educate them and show them the right way. But we have parents. We have grandparents. This was a 60-year-old man who shot, and you now have a police officer you know, hoping and praying, you know, fighting for his life at the hospital. So I don't mm-hmm. know if it's it's a thing now where I feel like it needs to be an educational thing or what can we do as a community to not only help our young people but also to help some of our older people, our middle-aged people. Because I just think as way the society is now, people are just not caring. They're not thinking of other people's thoughts. They're not thinking about the suffering that they're putting other people in. They don't think about their loved ones and the things that they put them through from the little things that they choose to do. And it is Mm -hmm. very unfortunate. It's a very unfortunate situation. Um, And like you said, in Indianapolis, I've just seen it, you know, just turn around so much within the last couple years. This is something that I've never, ever seen before. I mean, I've lived here my whole life, um, and I, I have never seen it here like this now. And it's, it's, like you said, it's very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. But I, I definitely think our number one thing is we have to start taking time out. And the preacher said this yesterday at church. Is we have to start taking time out as Christians to pray for our city and pray for those who are over our city. You may not like all the decisions that are being made, but we know and you have to know that prayer is definitely going to be the thing to get us through into a better situation and to see that some of these things may be changed within our society because things are going to only get worse. We have to start getting out into the streets and to touch those young people who never stepped foot in a church, just like those young people that brought guns into a church. I mean, do you fault those young people or do you not? Some of those young people may have never been in a church before in their life and may thought right. that it was acceptable to bring a, a gun into a church. I mean, we have to go out now into the streets and touch these people and talk to these people. You can't go out there feeling like you're so much above someone else, but sometimes it may take you to really sit down and reason and hear what someone else has to say. You never know whose life you can change. You never know what a person is going through at that time. And just Mm -hmm. a simple prayer or just a simple talk to a person could change um, someone's mindset or change someone's part. So do you think, um, and this is what I think, do you think that with the economy the way it is, are you seeing um, more situations of this magnitude? Do you think that um, a lot of people try, too many people so so many times they try to pin all this off the economy, or do you think it plays a big role in what what we're seeing going on right now? I mean, I don't think you can just blame the economy for everything. Some of it is just your upbringing. And I've mm-hmm. noticed um, just working with kids, um, not that I've been in the workforce for a long time, but working with kids since I have graduated from school, it seems like young people now, 
they don't have no sense of remorse for anything. They have nothing I feel like they're striving for anymore. You don't see the same type of thing within some young people now. And a lot of it I feel like, um, and it could be because maybe some of our parents, some of the parents in the household, you may have them now struggling, you know, so some of them may be working two or three jobs to put something on the table or just the way that the economy is changing. Kids don't adapt to change quite well. And I can't just say that it is our economy, but I do feel like we have to start teaching and letting our children know the economy is changing, and these are the things that um, are being affected, and this is how things are going to be affected with the way the economy is. But, however, to go out and act crazy and foolish for no reason, that's how things are taken away. And if you've noticed, the first thing that always gets taken away first is things for our young people. You take away their skating rings, you take away, but it's not all, it's not every single young person. And when you do that, we don't have the community ties anymore. We don't have the community centers anymore. And Mm -hmm. it is a funding thing, but at the same time, I feel like we still have to leave something for our children to do to make it seem like we do still care and we do still understand. We don't have that anymore. When I was coming up, I mean, there was community centers all around. There was activities for us to do nonstop. We were going on college tours. Nowadays, I have so many young people just tell me, we don't have anything to do. What do we do? Where I mean, where do we go? So... They're hanging right. out as maybe going to a friend's house. Some told me they're right. hanging out at gas station. I mean, mm-hmm. you you never know the mindset of our kids now, and, and it, it I definitely think we have to get to the root of it. Well, do you think that? Um, and, and this is this is my opinion. I think all of that is true, but I think so many times um, it also has to do with the parenting. In the upbringing, because I think think so many times that parents are looking for people to babysit their kids and to teach them things that they should be learning at home. I mean, community centers are good, you know. I mean, and I'm not faulting, and I understand that every child doesn't have that guidance or they don't have people that, like, uh, you know, teach them right from wrong. But do you think that a lot of times, like, with this microwave, microwave, society that we live in to where we want everything instant. We don't want to put in the time or the effort. Do you think that a lot of times with um, with a lot of parents, they kind of depend on these programs to teach their kids things they should be learning at home? Like, for example, like, like for example, sex education. Uh, what else, like, as far as, like, when, when, when ch- children come to school, they should know certain things already. They should know how to I think they should know their name, their address, they should know basic things, you know. They should know um how to tie their shoes. They should know how to do basic things. But a lot of times they should even know the alphabet as far as I'm concerned before they go to school. But I think do you think that a lot of times that the parents today they are especially the black community, do you think that we are uh not teaching our own children what what needs to be taught before we throw them out, well, not throw them out, but put them into this school system where a lot of the other kids from other, you know, ethnicities and other um, cultures, they're coming to school, they're advancing 
they're surpassing our youth. You know, they they're excelling because they they had to start at home. And I think that so many times that we are expecting the public school system and um, all these other programs to do what we should be doing as a community. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm definitely a per- when it comes to education. I definitely think it needs to be something that that is pushed. Um. And definitely a lot harder within our community. Um, it's not just a homework thing. I feel like um, I was talking to a coworker today, and I was just explaining to her. I think it needs to be more than just homework. Even though if a child comes home and say, "I don't have any homework," well, hey, you can still go over flashcards. You can still read. Reading is the most, most, most fundamental thing that can help a child through anything. Is reading. And, and, it, and it's sad that um, you do get a lot of kids that are now, um, you know, going into the school system and don't know a lot of things um, with the way society is going and just looking at the cuts. Again, one of the things that's, that's being cut is education. Who does that affect? Again, it affects our kids. Education to me is something that um, it is highly and very, very important. And to cut it for for young people so young, um, elementary school and you know kindergarten, it really it really shows us, and it should be eye opening to not just our community but just to people all around that you know what we have to do more in the home. If that means making homemade flashcards, going to the library, there's so many resources out there that are free to us that some people don't do. Take your child to the library. It'll be it's surprising to me how many kids who have told me they've never been to the public library. There's so much for kids that can be offered there. Even if they can't read, they have little storyteller phones. I mean, you have mm-hmm. to teach your child young the fundamentals of an education. You have to get them in that groove early. Believe it or not, children love structure. A lot of people think that oh, they don't like this, they don't like that. That's how kids learn. If they have that set and they have that mindset, I know when I get out of school I have to sit here and do my homework before anything else is done, and we have to be actively involved as parents, as educators, just as a community. We have to be involved in the education of our young people. We have to still show them that we care. And I definitely think it's important because, you have to realize the generation in which it's coming up and the age group that is coming up. There's so many young people having kids so young. That's another factor of it. I mean, some of them may not have made it out of high school. Some of them may have dropped out of school at an early age. So how can they educate and teach their kids what the fundamentals are or what the good things are as far as about an education? You may have some parents that don't have an education beyond sixth grade. So to them it's like, you know what, if you do your homework, you do your homework. If not, oh, well. That's why we have to pull together to give the kids that push and that effort to know that, you know what, if you can't get it here, I'm here to help you. I'm going to help you through this, and you can get through it. Well, but, you know, the thing I'm, I've noticed that we, uh, even at, I mean, I need to speak for the, the black community, if we don't push education. We'll we'll push like, you know, our young people to, you know, you know, get scholarships to basketball. We push sports and we push all the things. You know, we, we sit our kids in front of the TV. We try to buy them, 
you know, the latest fashions. The, you know, they want to buy all these video games and shoes and this, that, and the other. But we're not investing in education. We're not investing in the longevity of our community and our people. And I think that um, I think that's that's a huge problem too because I think anytime when your when your kids know the latest rap song and the latest dance, but they can't even you know uh, they can't even spell their first and last name or tell you their address or you know uh, they can't even solve basic math or put a basic sentence together. I think that our priorities um, are messed up. I agree. And, you know, I I, I think that, um, you know, a lot of parents, what they try to do, um, they try to compensate a lot of times by, you know, they, they know that they haven't been good, a good parent. And I've seen this, too, where a lot of parents will try to buy their kids, you know, buy them, I guess you would say buy them love and affection because they, you know, they, they don't know how else to deal with their children or be a good parent. And I mean, I was going to see, did you, have you ever noticed that? I, I, all the time. Again, just working with kids and some of the stories that I hear, you have that. And, and, it, and it does nothing for the child because as they go older, the first time you tell a child you can't get them this or you can't afford that lifestyle, exactly, just like now with the way the economy is changing. I have so many kids now that I, I see and I deal with who are so used to just saying, Mommy, Daddy, I want this. Can you buy me this? Used to getting whatever they want. Now Mom has lost, Mommy didn't lost her job, Daddy didn't lost his job, and you can't afford that anymore. So what do you do? Now the child's mindset is, you know what, I'm used to this lifestyle. This is what I'm used to doing, so I'm going to go out here and steal. I'm going to go out here and do what I have to do. Some of the brightest kids. So it, it, it's so it's not only when you think of it, it's not always just the um, in our community. It's happening all around. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It, it's just something that when you put that mindset into kids, again, to tell them, no, you you can't be a parent and feel like your child should just be able to, Get, 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 because then in the end, when your child is not able to get or not able to receive the things that they want, to explain to them the answer no, that that's not nothing they want to hear. So then you start having the problems of them acting out. You have the problems of them not returning home. And next thing you know, they're sent to a place where I, where I work, and it's like, okay, so well, I know I did this and I know this was wrong, but I was used to getting this, this, and this, and kids don't feel like that. This is what I want and this is how I'm going to get it. So if I can't get it at home, I'm going to go out there and get it on my own. And, and, right. and, and I think it's a huge problem. I definitely think it's a huge problem. And so we have to put think, a lot more uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you think that it also has a lot to do, that kind of leads with, with um into accountability uh, accountability too. Well, definitely, most definitely, just as parents, and I feel like we definitely um I, when just working with families and working with parents and working with some of the kids and 
just sit down and trying to discuss some of the issues. Um, a lot of parents do do try and tell me that you know what. Um, I was just, you know, trying to be a parent like he had made before. More of a friend thing more than a parent. Kids need someone to enforce some rules to them. They need that thing to say no, and no means no. When you give and give, oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, stay here. Oh, you can't be a Mm -hmm. friend. Kids need someone to enforce rules on them. And then that, when another problem comes, you find so many kids who are now disrespectful when they go into school. If that, there's no enforcement at home, when no means no at home, when they go to school and the teacher tells them, no, you can't be like this in school, or no, you can't act like this, or no, that's not appropriate, they're going to look at you and just think you're crazy. Like, I can do what I want to do at home, so to listen to you, who are you? Enforcement is very, very important at a young age in the household. It definitely goes back to the household. Now, now you you reminded me because I was just talking. I was talking to DeAndre a little while ago before the show, like a couple, you know, um, earlier today, and she was telling me we were just talking about. I, I know some parents, and it's just to me you were talking about the as far as the situation is concerned about uh, parents wanting to be their their child's friend. I just noticed now how a lot of the the, the older. I don't even want to say older because a lot of the you know the, the the mothers are getting younger and younger. But now you have the mothers that want to go party with their children. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that I'm starting to see more. Where I just I just to me coming up as just something that I just didn't I I just I I just never really can fathom. How can you sit there and be an example to your child when you're doing the same thing you know they're doing? What can you say to them at that point? You know, and I've and I've seen that too, where uh, the parents will drink with the kids, smoke with the kids, or even you'll you'll see some of the parents that will allow the children to uh, underage drinking. You know, they'll allow underage drinking in the home. You know, and you know allow their children to smoke, even smoke illegal drugs in their home. And they have the mindset to where, well, you know, since this is, you know, uh, my child, I'd rather them do this, you know, around me than do it in the street or in the stranger's house or, you know, do it under my roof where I feel that they're safe. And what, I mean, what do you feel about that that uh, way of thinking this, you know, that we, we're starting to see in uh, these current times? Like, how do you feel about that parenting style? Again, I feel like there still has to be an enforcer somewhere. And if us as parents, us as educators can't enforce rules, especially parents in the household, your kids are going to run all over you. And then, mm-hmm. and, and I see that every day too. Then when you do try and get that enforcement in the household, that's when the kids are retaliating back on you or the kids are acting out back on the parents either stealing that car, making mm-hmm. the parent afraid of allowing the kid back into the house. Um, and then I have kids just tell me all the time, why should I? She smokes with me. He smokes with me. My mm-hmm. parents drink with me. They sit there and drink with me. They let my boyfriend, girlfriend come over. We all smoke and drink together. Mm-hmm. 
And again, it goes back to that enforcer. And before you know it, then you have the state or you have the city or someone involved in your in your household now trying to find out where are these issues that are causing these issues here in the household. And nine times out of ten, I mean, how can you, you enforce them when you've raised your child into thinking that, okay, me and you are friends. I'm not your mother, but we want to do whatever we want to do. You want to go out partying? Hey, I'll go out partying with you. You want to do this? Right. I'll go out with you. Who cares? That's why I said that enforcement, I think, is very, very important in the household. Um, just seeing all the different drugs and the different things that a lot of our um, young people are being exposed to, is it's almost crazy to me. Um I, I would I, I mean, I would have kids tell me all kinds of things that I had no idea that would even get you I mean, certain household items that you and I probably have right in our house right now, and the last thing that I would think that kids could use or mix together to get high off of. Mm-hmm. But it's there. Um, that's why I definitely say there has to be some rules enforced at a young age. It only helps our children. For one, it helps them get that respect for themselves and also the respect for others. I just feel like nowadays I feel like a lot of young people don't even have respect for older people, not even the elderly, but just older people. I mean, I remember when I was growing up, we if we even saw an adult, we always had to speak. And it was always a yes, ma'am, no, ma'am thing. Mm-hmm. Um, about that. Nowadays, it's just like crazy. I was discussing this issue with my brother, and he said he was helping an older lady in the grocery store and had picked something up from her for her. She had dropped, and my brother had gave it to her and, you know, just say, here you go, ma'am. And she just looked at my brother and explained to my brother um, how, how nice of a gentleman he is, and she's still glad that he carried that respect and make sure that he always respect that. And she said, you're such a, you know, a great young man. There's so many young people nowadays who don't even have respect for, you know, someone older than them anyway. And, and it's crazy to me because we should never have lost that, never have lost that. And that, right. it, it is, it's sad. It's very sad. Uh, you know, another thing that uh, I kind of that we discussed last week that I want to touch on real quick is because this kind of links into the whole family structure is um, women that bring um, and, and it's not even women, the men too, because a lot today, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna you know make it seem like the men aren't, you know, some of the men aren't carrying their own because you have a lot of single fathers today. But do you think that um, a lot of times that um, when when children see different men coming in and out the home and um, when you see, like, a lot of these, like, especially young girls, they see uh, the mother bringing all these strange men around the house and she doesn't even know them? And, like, do you think that also has an impact on um, – the way our youth are today, especially when it comes to relationships and dysfunction, do you think that that, that is a, um, a a key problem that we're starting to see today, especially with these young girls that are getting into relationships and, you know, kind of, you know, relationships where 
they can't find the man that's really going to uh, that's going to be a, a, a future husband or someone that's going to be a future a good father to their children. You know, if they decide to get married and so down. Do you think that that's an issue too that we're dealing with today? Again, it, it is, and, it, and, it, and it's an issue where it comes back down to respect both ways. There you have to be respectful to yourself, but not only yourself, you have to be respectful of your kids. You should not want your child to see you every other week with some other guy. Nah. That does nothing but confuses your children. It makes it harder on them. And one thing that I've, I've learned just from um Walk, working and talking to children on a daily basis is that kids, once they feel like they're comfortable with someone, and this is where we have to be careful of, kids will say anything to someone, and it can be someone at school, it can be someone down the street. But as kids, and if you think about little kids, they may go to somebody else's house and you say, well, who told you that? Oh, such and such told me that you never know what you are putting into your child's head. And we're not having school with, uh uh-huh. I think we have another caller, and we're going to see if they have anything to weigh in on this or if they have anything to um, add to this conversation. Um, 650, do you have anything to add into this conversation? I mean, unmute the line. Um, we're talking about um, issues in the family, and we're talking about um, today, uh, well, the, the original topic was, do you really know your man, which that kind of ties into family issues. Do you have anything to add um, as far as that's concerned? No, not right off the top. Not off the top. Okay, you just listening for now? Yeah, just uh, as for right now. Okay, just okay. okay. Well, we appreciate you for listening. Um, but like you were saying, um, uh, what were you saying, like, the um, um, before I um, cut you off, what, what were you saying? Um, I definitely think it, it is a respect thing. And like I was saying is that you never know who your child is talking to or who your child may feel comfortable talking to. Um, and we have to make that in the household early to make our kids comfortable with talking to us about different things. You never know what your child is being exposed to outside of those doors when they leave on a daily basis. When your child sees certain things going on in the household or they see it, mommy or daddy bringing home somebody different every night, you you may not know what a child may be going back to school saying to someone or someone mm-hmm. down the street or what they're saying to someone. So you have to be careful what what you bring around children. Because children, they're looking for someone to just listen to them. They're looking for someone to find comfort in. And the wrong thing could be said, and before you know it, your kids could be out of your household or you could have someone knocking at your door saying, is this this going on in your household? So you have to be Mm -hmm. comfortable. You have to be careful about who you bring around your children and the things that are being said and done around them. Right. And and that's that's like like you brought up. Um, earlier about you know you know and then you'll wonder why you you're, you're, you'll start having like all these people child protection coming into your home and you already know that a lot of these organizations you know although they mean well they're pretty much now 
um, taking away the power that parents have to parent their kids, you know. And like I said, you know, it's sad that the parent, they have more power than you as the parent because if they're getting, take, they getting taken out of your home, your children get, get taken out of your home and they end up in the state's custody, you don't know what's happening to these children. And, you know, and and I'm telling so you, and they make it harder and harder every day for parents yeah, to get their I've kids heard, back. Yeah, and and this I've heard so many horror stories. You know, you know a lot of these kids. You know, uh, you know, you can't even spank your kids, but you know any and everything goes on with these kids. And you know, when the state has them, you know they end up getting raped, molested. They're not being fed properly. They they're not getting their proper medication. It's, it's so many issues going on. Um, we have another caller three three one, and we're gonna go to the line and see if they have anything to say. Um, three three one. Um, welcome to the show. Today's topic we're talking about. Um, do you know your man? Part two. But right now we're talking about the family structure, and also we're talking about how, um, as as we were talking about last week, we were talking about how parents need to be careful who to bring around their children. And, and I wanted to know what we thought on that, or you just listening at the well, I have a comment. I'm saying that, um, you know, um, how children, how uh, parents bring their uh, men around their children and their men are having their children. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And then these, then these parents know that these men are having their children and they don't say anything about it. Does that make well, sense at all? Right, right. Well, you know, my, well, my you know, but, they don't do no background checks on their children. They don't say anything about, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, on their men. They don't do no background checks on their men. They just bring them around, and then you, next thing you know, that your young daughters get screwed. They're going to work, leaving their daughters with their men and everything. So that's wrong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, I mean, because you look, at, you look at this, you look at this. You meet a man at the filling station. You don't know his background. I know a friend right now that has a man now, I want y'all to listen to this one. And he has a felony from child molestation, and she still has him around his children. He's a prisoner. What kind of stuff is that? And well, she does she know? Girls. Yes. He's registered at her house. Oh, okay. Oh. We have another person, 444. Um, is this Miss Deandra? Yes, indeed. All right, girl. Welcome to the show, girl. We are continuing our conversation from last week of do you really know your man? And I, I really want to know, like, right now we're on the top of to where a lot of women bring men in, and it's some of the fathers that you put too, but they bring the men into the home and not knowing the guy's background. Uh, how do you feel about it? We're talking about education. We're talking about uh, responsibility. We're talking about all kinds of things dealing with the family. But right now, we're really focusing on, do um, you know your man? And like women that, that pick up strange men and they bring them into the home, and it's kind of like a revolving door. We see different men coming in and out of the house all the time, and the, and the children are confused. How do you feel about that? Well, <laughs> me personally, I don't like that. Because right. I think you should, before you bring a person to meet your children, I think you should know that person's background before you mm-hmm. introduce them to your children. Exactly, exactly. 
Because yeah. how can you tell me what to do when you're doing whatever? Yeah, that's right. true. I mean, it right. shouldn't be like but that, you know, but I, it is like that now. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, like, I think so many times we want to, you know, and this is this is what kind of pisses me off. You know, I, I and I see it in the in the um, you know, in the media and stuff like that. You know, how a lot of times, you know, um, we always want to you know talk about deadbeat fathers, but you know what? There's really you know a lot of deadbeat mothers too, Be, because we're also living in a culture now to where there's a lot of fathers that got to kind of, you know, step up to the plate because, like they said, the mama ain't no good. She She's a mm-hmm. whore. She's a slut. You know, mm-hmm. she, she doesn't want to uh, uh, take accountability of what came out of her womb, so the father doesn't have a choice at that point to step up to the plate and take care of their kids. So it's, to me, I just, I, you know, I don't I always want to get into the whole male bashing thing because it's not really all, uh, you know what I'm saying, it's not, it's just not the men. It's it's the women too. Yeah. And you know, and sometimes you have the women, especially. I mean, they may not be a father. They may not know who the father of their child is, and they throw the kids off on the grandmother. We we've seen that. That's nothing new. You know what I'm saying? So I just I don't know. I really don't know. Um, two nine four. Did you? Because I know we were talking um, earlier. What? What did you have? Have you noticed, like, especially in our community, how um, the grandparents have always had to step up sometimes and take the role? But even with this this new generation of grandparents now, it's like the grandparents are like shoot under forty sometimes. Um. Yes. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it both ways. Um. Just yeah. dealing with kids and working with kids and family, you have a lot of grandparents who don't know a lot what's going on in the street. They, they're they relying on the information that their grandkids do tell them. And nine times out of ten, our, our kids are not coming home telling us the right information or what's going on in the street. And that's mm-hmm. normally when they're sent to a place where um, by now they've probably done whatever they wanted to and something is caught up with them, and now they're here they are fighting for their life or saying, um, well, I don't want to do no time here, or I didn't do this, I didn't commit this crime, I didn't do this. And Grandma was like, well, where did all this come from? Um, right. Again, I think, it's just, it, I think it just comes back to us being having to be more educated and just knowing our whereabouts of where kids are and what kids are doing now. Like I had stated earlier, um, just working with kids and just hearing the stories, like some of the drugs the kids are on nowadays is just, horrifying. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're getting yeah. high off of stuff that's just right anything. in the household that anything that they can find and mm-hmm. mix together. I mean, I constantly ask kids, like, where do you find this kind of stuff at? Like, where is this being done? Because I have no clue. None whatsoever. And just how pills are so... This pill thing is just like, and it's, they're so yeah, available. That's, that's the new, that's the new, that's the new uh, drug of choice now. You know, yeah. And a lot of, you know, especially like, you know, um, they've had to start cracking down on, um, especially in these pharmacies and stuff, because a lot of these uh, people are going into these pharmacies, they're either stealing um, drugs, I mean, over-the-counter medicine, or they're purchasing it in large bulk, because now a lot of the stuff, like you said, especially like with meth and um, other drugs like that, they can be made right in, you know, with the things right in your home. So a lot of parents don't know this stuff, and, you know, their kids are out here, you know, 
um, selling pills, making meth. Um, just it's just it's so much going on out here today, and it's it's hard to keep up with it. You know, like last week we were just talking about you know, uh, with the technology and how that's changing and how parents have to keep up on that, but also you have to keep up on the you know what's going on as far as the, you know the drug scene is concerned because this it's constantly changing, and you know uh, it's you know it's it's so accessible now. You know you be like you said two nine four. You'll be so surprised with how accessible, you know, pills and things like that are concerned. It's, it's nothing. It's, it's it's really nothing, you know. I mean, you know, it's nothing for them to, you know, have a bag of pills and sell them and, you know, and make profit off of it. You you, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's, that's one of those things we, we got to keep in mind. I definitely agree. I hear a lot of kids say that they um. Uh, Mix and match their parents or grandparents' pills to see the effects right. of those. Also, so you also just have to look at prescription drugs that you may have in your home. Um, and you know, I've heard of you know, I heard of them, and it's and it's also a lot of them like to crush some of those, that that stuff up and snort it too. It's just not they're yeah. not taking it by orally. They they're crushing this stuff and they they snort that stuff. You know, it's it's any way they can get high, which it kind of it kind of makes me wonder. Okay, what is really the what's the deep rooted issue? Like, if if these kids feel that they have to get high, and they don't they don't care about what means they're getting high, then there's a deep rooted issue. That's that's something that's a void right there that needs to be filled. Because I'm sorry, I'm not gonna. I mean, that's crazy when you get to the point where you got to start crushing up Zantax and whatever they crush up them, you know, Valiums or whatever they can get a whole uh, Vicodins and stuff like that. It's, it's bad when people start, you know, they have to resort to snorting stuff, you know. So it's just, you know, it's it's really um, the drug scene. You think your child's not doing it, you, they could be the very ones that's doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's 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 really uh one of those things. So um I don't know. But uh two do you have anything else to do? Because 'Cause we're gonna go to a break, but I mean if you have to go that's fine, but we really appreciate you calling in and um sharing with us tonight. 'Cause I know um the hour is getting kinda late, but we really wanna thank you for uh stopping in and sharing with us tonight. Well, thank you. Mhm. And uh, we're gonna probably go to a break, and when we get back, we're gonna talk to Miss Deandra for a little bit and see what's going on. You know, what's, what's really going on, and see see if she has any um, entertainment news to cover. And uh, when we come back from this quick song, we will get into our entertainment beat and uh, keep it locked. Don't go anywhere. Uh, This is the Urban Wire. If you want to, um, give us a call at 646-915-8200. We also have the chat room open if you want to get in there um, and send us some questions in there as well. We're on Twitter.com slash UCOFW. We we do have a Facebook uh, fan page. So hit us up on there, you know what I'm saying? So we're trying to, you know, we're trying to branch out there and stuff. But when we come back, we will get into our entertainment beat, and we will wrap the show up.
heard you good with the soft lips. Yeah, you know word of mouth. The square root of 69 is A-something, right? Cause I've been trying to work it out. Uh, good weed, white wine. Uh, I come alive in the nighttime. Yeah, okay, away we go. Only thing we have on is the radio. Oh, let it play. Say you gotta leave, but I know you wanna stay. You just waiting on the traffic jam to finish, girl. The things that we can do in 20 minutes, girl. Say my name, say my name. Wear it out. It's getting hot, crack a window, air it out. I can get you through a mighty long day. Soon as you go, the text that I write is gonna say. Everybody knows how to work my body. He knows how to make me want it. Boy, you stay up on it. You got the something that keeps me so balanced. Baby, you're a talent. Tonight we, we we had a pretty good discussion here um, 
earlier, um, we had um, one of our callers call in. They were just talking about the whole entire um, thing about as far as, like, education. We need to be more uh, – it's a shame that our kids go to school and they can tell you more about Gucci Man and they can tell you about, you know uh, – you know what I'm saying? They they you, we we dress them up in all these fashions and this that, and the other, but they can't even tell you they ABCs. You know what I'm saying? I just think that some things that kids need to learn at home, it shouldn't be all placed up on the you know public school system. You know what I'm saying? So I really think that we need to start taking more accountability as a community about uh, our kids because everybody else is like surpassing us. Everybody else is you know getting the jobs. They're getting you know. Um, the positions in the you know in these companies and um, they're getting education and everything else and we are lagging behind. So I really think that we as a community we need to start getting our priorities straight and you know we just we really need to think about that. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I just I just really think that you know uh, we need to stop being our children's friends and start being our you know their you know parents and role models. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. So you got anything that's been going on in in the entertainment industry? Annoying. I haven't really been following it. I ain't gonna even lie. You know what? And I haven't. I haven't either this week. So can't really touch base on anything right now. (laughs) Yeah. I know it's something. You know, it's always something going on. Yeah, so I don't know, but I, I will say I was before before I got on air. I was looking at the Stella Awards, um, which those are like the gospel music awards every year, and it was really for what I seen it was a really nice, uh, really nice episode. Uh, well, not episode, but nice program that they put together this year. Um, I know uh, we had a couple of gospel legends pass on in the past, you know, six months actually. Uh, we had the late uh, Walter Hawkins, which he, you know, he wrote a lot of the songs that we know mm-hmm. today, a lot of the traditional songs like uh, I know Oh Happy Day and um, just just a whole lot of uh, things that uh, he wrote in the show, I mean, in the past that uh, we sing today and we don't think anything about. It. So, he, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a legend. And then Albertina Walker. Um, she sung with the Caravan. She sung with Shirley Caesar and all them back in the day, and they had a tribute to her. And they had a special mm-hmm. award. They had uh, Miss Karen Clark Shear. She won the award this year um, in remembrance of uh, uh, Albertina Walker and stuff like that. So it was a really good uh, program this year. I think the Stellar Awards were really nice. You know, I think um, they they play a couple times. Um, I think they might play like two or three more times. So if you didn't see it tonight, check your lo- local listings. They'll probably have something else on there. Um, two nine four. Did you watch the Stellar Awards tonight? Unfortunately, I didn't. I was doing homework, but I do plan on catching up to look at them. I'm looking forward to seeing the. I think the Grammys are coming up. Uh, yeah. I think is that what they're um, advertising for on TV now? Is it is it that time of the year for Grammys, or is it the Golden Globe Awards, or something's coming up? I, I think it is Grammys. Grammys yeah, it is the Grammys. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's February yeah. something. Deandra, it's coming up. It's yeah, coming I think up. it's the end of this month, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's coming up. So I'm looking forward to 
seen that. Um, I haven't seen Beyonce uh, lately in the news. Or you know what? I haven't. Either. Long as she ain't got me on a license, I know we'll be all right. Yeah. What's she doing? <laughs> I said, long as she ain't got me on a license, we're gonna be all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she must be. She must be getting ready for, to put out something new. Cause like you said, I haven't seen her out that much lately. No, I haven't. But you know, I do know that she just got off of that big old world tour too. So, I mean, I'm sure after doing that, you probably do need a little bit of rest. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. Um, I just heard. Y'all know. I know what I heard. I, I know they said they're talking about uh, Lil Wayne. He's about to start start his tour up, and uh, so I forgot how many cities. He's supposed to be hitting a whole bunch of cities. So um, I know they're saying that's coming cover. up. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I seen him on the cover of. Oh man, um, what was that magazine? I did Rolling Stone, and I was not impressed. Yeah. With, yeah. I was not impressed with that. But I he wasn't impressed at all. Yeah, he's on Roll, the cover of Rolling Stone, and I was not impressed at all. Did he have an not impressed wow. at all? It just it made him look like I'm like it just gave him a he he was shirtless with all them tattoos showing which I mean if that's what he liked that's fine but he was his pants was kind of because for a minute I didn't think he had on no underwear until I had to pick up the book because his underwear shows so much because of how he's shagging in the pants and I'm like I don't know if I like this yeah, I don't even start on, on as a cover I just... picture <laughs> I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't impressed. Yeah, but you know, I heard about that um, and about uh, how they were talking about that. I was listening to Russ Part One show, and they said that he was supposed to be on the cover, but I didn't think it was already out. But yeah, crazy. I seen it. Yeah, he's on the cover of Rolling Stone. I don't. I sure don't like the cover page, the cover picture. I mean, just let him have a little bit more. Uh, Class to himself. I mean, right. I just didn't like it. He really looked a little rough. I mean, <laughs> to me, anyways. Uh, I yeah. just would have preferred to see something a little better. Yeah. Yeah, and also, I was going to tell you, did y'all hear about, uh, while I'm thinking about it, did you guys hear about how uh, they said Keisha Cole's CD didn't do too well? I mean, it did okay, but not as well as, as, well as they thought. And and she she fired somebody, you know. She got upset and fired some business manager or somebody because they mm-hmm. said they really people was really kind of upset, you know. And I think that her doing that song with Nicki Minaj kind of hurt her more than helped her album sales out. Mm. It's almost like she threw something together, though. To be honest, because I wasn't really confused. Oh, uh, you heard some of the CD? Uh huh. They was really I haven't heard from her in a long time, though. I mean, you can't just come back and be like, oh, okay, people, I'm back. Like, you, I mean, you didn't really see her. The only time I really seen her on 106 The Park was that day that she came on the show and did, like, a singing. But, I mean, normally when you know mm-hmm. you got a CD coming out, you're going to hear, like, oh, did you hear that Keisha Cole CD? Or, oh, did you hear right. that Keisha Cole song? And they usually I have a single her. out. Yeah. They no. had no single really come out. Mm-hmm. 
It's that TV. What'd you say? I'm going to pop them out. Who's that CD? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Honestly, I didn't know she was coming out with the CD until, like, like a couple days before. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either. Like, Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, I, know what else, I know what else has been going on. Have you guys heard anything? Um, Jasmine Sullivan supposed to be leaving the music game. I know they said that. That was that's, I know that's kind of old news. That was a couple weeks ago. No, I didn't but hear that. I, What's the reasoning for that? Well, they said she had a, a tweet on Twitter about um, how uh, she she wants to find herself and this that and the other, but she didn't really give any like like actual reason mm-hmm. for it. But I just think that's crazy with her, you know, with the, her her music career just blossoming, and she just put out that CD. It's just kind of crazy that she just wants to leave the scene like that. You know what I'm saying? I, and I just I think it's something else behind that. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I guess, I guess you could back away from it for a while to find yourself, but maybe not, you know, not give so it up soon. totally. Yeah, and like all these people supporting you and stuff like that, you know that's that's crazy. That's crazy to me. And I guess yeah. I heard you guys hear about the Raz B beef. You know he's still at it. Him, him, him and Bow Wow still still at it. Who is he? They haven't spent a minute together and just let it go. You know, Hmm. Hmm. Wow. That's crazy. I, like I said, Raz B got a lot of issues he needs to work with. And with him just, I mean, I understand what he went through. I, I think, you know, something did happen. But I just think that. He needs counseling, seriously. He needs to go. Yeah, that's what he needs. Yeah. There's nothing wrong now, with counseling. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that I don't understand uh, We were talking about that at work and, and it seems like it's an issue I don't know why it has to be portrayed so negatively In our community as counseling And you know, that's the problem um, There's nothing wrong with going to counseling And I think that's why we have so many issues and problems like As we do in the community Because we don't want to address these issues. You carry around yeah, this anger, you carry around, around this anger, mm-hmm. and it does it does nothing. We don't want right. to talk about it. We want to let it build up. Right. And, and, and that's the worst thing you can do. The worst thing you can do. And before you know it, it's going over generations and generations and generations, and you wonder why your family household is not together or where you can't come together as a family just to eat dinner or you can't come together as a family to go on a vacation. We There's deeper problems and issues that have to be discussed. There's nothing wrong going to speak with the counselor. Nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think like a lot more that, people. I think that's... I, I think that's something that we do. Uh, uh, I think we do overlook that in our community. Mental illness is something that we don't take seriously, and I, mm-hmm. I think that we don't get on our proper medications that we need to be on. I think um, I think the disparities too. We, you know, the disparity in healthcare in in our community is plays a key role in that. 
but also I do think it's just something that we think, oh, we can go to church and pray about it, and Jesus is going to fix them, bye-bye, and this, that, and the other. But, you know, I said prayer does work, but also we need to keep in mind that God, you know, also gave us the wisdom with modern, you know, technology and medicine to take care of some of our, you know, health issues as well. So I just, I really think that's that's um, one of the issues, too, that we, we got to look at, too, when we're dealing with um, mental illness and stuff like that. Not only mental illness, but, you know, um, uh, like you said, going to see counselors, you know, um, just a whole thing social medicine, like, you know, stuff like that. We just need to kind of, you know, be more open to that as a community. You see what I'm saying? Because we have a lot of crazy people walking around here thinking that they're sane, and they're really not. You're right about that. And the mental health, and that's that's been a big issue right now going on with all the issues with mental health. Um And, and mm-hmm. like you said, we have, to, we have to come to terms in knowing that you know what, we this needs to be settled before it becomes a deeper issue problem. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with uh, seeking counseling or thinking to speak to a mental health professional or someone to help you out to get you through. Um, times are hard for everybody mm-hmm. right now. Um, yeah, they really are. And before you they before really you are. go out losing your mind, you it, sometimes it should only take 10 minutes to talk to somebody, talk to somebody, um, and it may not even be a counselor. It could be somebody you want, you run across and you see. You may see. Sometimes just take some time out of your day and do something or speak to speak something positive to somebody else. You never know what kind of difference you make in somebody's life. Um, I see it all the time at work. I just I, I tell myself every day, Lord, I, I'm 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 grateful and thankful because it, it could be me, and you never know when it may be you. So yeah, you can't right. you can't take things like you can't take things lightly no more. You have to be open to to the things that are around you and the resources that are around you. And that needs to be something hey. we we instill in teaching our kids also. Okay. Hey guys, we got a caller. We're gonna see if they have anything to say. four six two, are you just listening or do you have a comment? Uh, just trying to get caught up on the topic here. So what we're saying is mental health issues affect our environment and the way that people are raising their children. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we're just talking about a little bit of everything right now. Um, earlier we were just talking about how, um, I don't know if you were listening to the news about how um, the two shootings that happened downtown um, Saturday night at Circle Center Mall and um, how there were... Um, a 15-year-old is in critical condition, and a 17-year-old got shot in the foot. But we were just talking about just a lot of issues dealing with parenting. We, we talked about also about how parents, how um, do you really know your man and, like, the men that you're bringing around your kids. Um, we also touched on, like, what you what you, what you you got caught up on um, as far as the mental, the mental health issue and how it's okay, but how a lot of people view mental health. Like, we all talk to a psychologist. Especially like you know In the black community or even in Lower income communities how We think that going to a Psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever Is a negative thing And it's just you know When it's really a good thing to do We we just touched on a lot of different things And I didn't know where you wanted to probably Fall in on this I mean The whole psychiatrist um, thing it just depends 
because if you've got parents out there sending their kids to psychiatrists because they don't have the time to deal with them, they don't want to talk to them, and then the kid feels like they can't relate to their parents and they can't talk to their parents. Then on the other side, you've got parents who are trying to be their kids' as friends. They, they don't want to Ooh, be parents yeah. and send them to counseling for that reason. What, what we need to do as parents in a community is make sure that our children know, first off, that they can come and talk to us when they need to, that they're not going to be punished for talking to us and stating their opinion, right. whether it's good or bad. But at the same time, we need to take away the instant TV babysitters and start watching what our kids are doing. Right. And let me ask you this. Do you think that when, when you when you touched on, because um, you, you just brought up something, a good point, I didn't, you know, I was thinking about earlier and I forgot that I wanted to bring up. Do you kind of think also that, uh, like you were saying, how a lot of kids feel that they can't come to their parents about certain things, do you think that's how a lot of people keep in, like, certain things, like abuse and stuff like that, which kind of manifests itself in, like, later on in their lives? Do you kind of think that as well? There's there's many different forms of abuse nowadays. I mean, there's the mental abuse where children feel blocked out from their parents and they end up doing crazy things because they feel they can't talk to their parents about anything. There's physical abuse. There's emotional. There's things that will scar a person throughout life that they're not going to be able to deal with. And then you wonder why so many people are reaching out nowadays for medical prescription drugs to help them cope mm. with everyday lives. And then mm. if they're not, they're not doing, you know, doctor-prescribed prescriptions, they're mm. looking to other drugs to deal with their problems. But, you know, also, too, like I was mentioning earlier, with, with the whole prescription medicine thing, and we were just talking about that, too, a lot of people, like you said, they're abusing that stuff, especially now it's so easy for these kids to... Um, sell pills in school, you know, um, that's that's the big thing now that I've noticed as far as the trend is concerned. A lot of people are selling um, pills. Um, a lot of people are abusing that stuff, and I think that, um, that, that that's a huge issue right there. Um, but like you said, too, like as far as, like, prescriptions of these medications are concerned, I think a lot of times we live in a society where – it, it can go either way. Either we're not going to get the help we need or we're abusing the help because I think a lot of times we want to throw people on medications instead of teaching them life skills and how to cope with, you know, life in general. I think that's a I think that's a big thing too. Oh, yeah, that's a big downfall that a public has in general. Um, you teach a children who is ADD, you medicate them from the time they're six and seven years old. And then when they right. become adults, they're no longer eligible for Medicaid or HIP or anything else that the government may offer them as they become adults. They're taken off of that medication because they simply can't afford it. And then people wonder why you got a bunch of people running around here like chickens with their oh, heads. Yeah, 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 yep. You know, and they pretty much create that monster, you know. And I, I, I really think that, you know, uh, People need to be taught, like I said, like they need to be taught life skills instead of like being thrown on medication and stuff like that as if that's going to be the solution because it's not. Like you said, who knows? You're dependent on – you're dependent it's a quick, on – quick, lifelong problem. It is right. a quick, right. lifelong problem. Right. 
444, did you have anything to say on this topic? I'm just listening for right now. Listening for right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, like I said, I, I believe that's the case. And I think you have a lot of these. As far as the parenting is concerned, I, I think, let me ask you this, 462, do you feel that parents should be partying with their children? Like, do you think that that's a good idea? Because we, we brought that up earlier. Do you think that's a good thing for people to do as far as, like, Absolutely I mean, not. is it okay for parents to drink and party with their kids? Absolutely not. What kind of example are you setting for your kids? Sitting there saying, okay, well, since you want to party, we want to do this, we want to do that. I'm going to go ahead and take care of this for all you. We're going to stay here. We're going to blaze up. We're going to get drunk. We're going <laughs> to do what, whatever. And then your kid has three friends over. Maybe I don't want right. my children to You know? Right. You can either learn. But you know, like, I don't know. I've always had this problem, like, I, I can't stand it when parents try to use it. Like some of these parents, they try to justify, well, um, especially when their children are smoking or getting high or drinking underage. I, I just I have a problem when they, they – and I know you've probably heard this argument before where they say, well, I'd rather them do it under direct supervision or do it, you know, at home rather than do it in the street because at least I know they're safe here at home and blah, blah, blah. Have you heard that before? I have, but do you feel that something like that defines a child as they get older? Do you believe that the child has the choice to learn from the situation and do something different with their lives or learn with the situation and just be in the same drugs, the same predicament, and the same mm-hmm. lower income? Yeah, I, I, you know what, that's a, that's a good question. That's a good question. I, I think I think it... Um. Me personally, I think that you are creating a monster when you do that. Because to to me, you're you're saying, okay, you know, even okay, this is how I feel about it. Even if they're gonna do it outside of the home, at least you didn't condone that in your house and you taught them that, hey, this is unacceptable, I don't condone this and this, that and the other but but to me when parents allow that, they kinda of foster in an environment of um, drug abuse, and I think they foster, they, they kind of create their child's demons. But to me, I feel when you do that, you should feel guilty about that. I mean, that's going to be on your conscience because you are the one that. Because instead that of calling the police and having them arrested like you should have in the first place, you hmm. just taught them how to roll a blind. See? And I'm sorry. What skills is that going to get you in life? I mean, how is knowing how to roll a blind going to help you move forward in a career, your education, or your personal romance of any type? You know, you may have big dreams as a child. And then when something like that comes into factor, all you got is the skills how to roll a blind. And then what you got? And see, and that's and that's what I was mentioning earlier. I said that I see the problem with a lot of people, a lot of parents today. You know, they kids, like you said, like you mentioned earlier, they want to sit their kids in front of the, the TV. They want to teach their kids how to pop lock and drop it. They know more about uh, Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj and all them. They know more about them. They know all the all the current songs. They know all the dance sets. But they don't even know their ABCs and stuff. They don't. They go to school and see. I think this is a problem too. I think that a lot of parents 
are depending on the public school school system to teach their child skills that they should know already before they even come to school. You know, and see, they make it a burden on everyone else. Like, okay, your child should be your child should know their first and last name, how to write their first and last name. As far as I'm concerned, they should know their ABCs, and they need to know how to count before they come to school. That's that's your job as a parent to to prepare them, because now we we're seeing a lot of that going on in the public school system, and then you wonder why, you know. Your child is well, so far behind. Like, you can't you can't sit there, you know, and expect the public school system to be your child's babysitter. You you can't do that. Absolutely. But it doesn't help that the public school system will take a child who cannot read, write, or spell their name, or even print or cursive, give them mm-hmm. a machine like an alpha text mark that they type into, and it is not not acceptable that in Indiana they will give you something like that to get all the way through school. So when you graduate from high school, you don't even know how to write your own name. All yeah, you know how to do right. is type. Can you be so surprised? Like, it, it is so amazing. Especially now we got things like Facebook. You see how people really, you know, how they how they communicate. You see how people, like, today, it is so sad that a lot of a lot of people, like an adult, like people graduating high school, it, they can't even write a, a decent, a decent and coherent sentence. It is just ridiculous. I, you know, I mean, just some of the stuff I see online that people post on Facebook, I, I'm like, are you serious? Like, you know, it's it, it's sad. It's really sad. I mean, and uh, in, 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 in the, in the sad part about it is. I got friends on my Facebook. I love them with all my heart. I ain't even going to try to lie about it. But at the same time, I don't understand half of what they're saying on there. Did, don't, those, these. I, I, I'm lost at half of it. And then what I do get, I'm like, are you okay? I say it looks like they had an epileptic seizure while they were typing the stuff out. I mean, and I and I like I said, I understand that people are going to shorten things on Facebook and this, that, and the other, or when they're typing out. But I'm sorry, like if it gets to the point to where you can't convey what you're saying without me having to go back and reread it three or four times, then there's a that's really an issue with your communication skills. Like seriously, it's, it's not cute. It's not really cute. And then, like you know. Um, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like it's, it's like these kids today. They they know more about playing video games than they know about shit. Uh, you know, basic math. But it's it's, it's not it's the kids' fault. It's the parents. Yeah, it's, yeah. You're right. You're right. It's the lack of the parenting. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, you cannot expect your child to do anything but other than what your child knows. I mean, mm-hmm. exactly. it's just a, it's 
what people need to do is, and you know, I do understand economical times are tough. You have to have two right. work, two working incomes in that household to even try to have a normal, what is considered medium class family atmosphere mm-hmm. going on. So you go and you buy your kid a week, a DS, a DS to uh, whatever is the latest thing in right now. And then they learn, you know, how to play that video game like it's nothing because you're never around. You're always, you're always trying to work. You know, I understand that, but you know what? I know you get one day off a week, one day off a week. That's the day that you should be taking your kids to the park, taking them to the zoo, taking them to the museum, taking them to do hey, what How about the library? You know, it ain't going to hurt nobody to get a library card. Amen. I'm happy. I'm happy you um, hit on that topic because that's what's wrong with a lot of kids nowadays. That's why they go out and, you know, they're so quick to pull a trigger or they're so quick to get be violent. It's because their parents don't put them in any activities or nothing. They have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, see, and that's, and that's the problem, like, it's the it's it's the parents' responsibility to get their children involved in activities. It's not the it's it's not the you know what I'm saying. So many times we want people. We always looking for someone else to do the job that we supposed that we're supposed to do. You see what I'm saying? It's it's the parents need to get their children involved with these activities. It's, you know, it's 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 not always the public school system responsibility to do this for us. You know, if you know if your child needs help, you need to go get them help. If you know they're struggling in school, you need to go get them help. You know, you need to step up to the plate. You need to call the teachers. You need to call the school when there's a problem. You know what? So many times we want to get involved when when, when we should, you know, when something jumps off or goes down, your child didn't got arrested or your child didn't got into a fight at school, you want to go up to the school hollering and complaining and talking crap. When you should have been involved from the get go, you you should have been involved. In, you should have been going to those parent teacher teacher conferences. You should have been in call. You should have been going up there to that school, sitting in them classes. You know, you should have took taken a active role beforehand. Now you want to sit here. Now when your child's in trouble. Now when your child's in juvenile, now you, you want to sit up here and then you want to cry. And, and complain when you when you didn't do what you were supposed to do. That's even with the bullying too. When your child comes home and they constantly telling you that something's going on in school and you just not mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they snap and they have to school and they didn't shut the school up because you didn't have time to listen to what they were trying to tell you. Mhm. You right. But you know what? Not That's perfectly what happens in the school system. That right there, okay, little kid's being bullied every single day. He's in 11th grade. He's being bullied because he don't look the same, he's overweight, he's got a feminine voice, you know. Mm. He don't have many friends. You know, the parents at home aren't listening to their child. They're not seeing. And you cannot tell me that when something is wrong with your child, that right. you cannot see that if something is wrong. And if you can't, you know what, the sad truth of the matter is you need to give that child to somebody who's going to do a job and notice when that child's upset. 
because then you got people who are walking into the schools in the malls, and they're like, I can't deal with it no more, so I'm just going to go and shoot up the place. Yeah. And see, and to me, you know, and, and I'm not going to put it out, because there are some parents that are trying to do the best they can do, and, and, I, and I have heard of situations to where the parents have brought up uh, bullying, which we're going to do a show about this eventually, um, about bullying and how they have brought it up to the school corporation or uh, the principal or they brought it to a school board meeting, you know, an issue dealing with bullying. And the schools just laugh it off, talking about, well, these kids are kids, blah, 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 blah. I said, you know what? That is, I'm telling you, every time we see, like, one of these major school shootings or we see – Something of the the magnitude of like the Arizona shooting, we want to sit up here and act like you know we didn't see the warning signs. Nobody, you know, we didn't see this coming. But people were telling you that something wasn't right, and you decided not to do anything about it. So don't sit up here now after something happened and act like you know we never saw this coming. Yes, you did. Yes, coming. You should have been going to school with your child. Sitting in his mm-hmm. classes or her classes, and you should have been making sure. You know what? Can't nobody say they got parent-teacher conference day. They got all this stuff, and I know a lot of companies who will actually give you paid time off to go and sit with your child in the school for a week. Uh huh. There's a whole list of companies that'll pay you to be there for your child. A lot of these companies, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I can't get the time off. I can't do this. I can't do that. That is not true. Excuse what the truth excuse of the matter is, is you don't want to deal with the situation that you created, and instead of giving the situation, I shouldn't even call it a situation because they're children, and they are, right. you know, they're not like that. So forgive me for that. But you didn't give that child to somebody who couldn't even have children. You know, somebody who can't physically have children may want a child really bad. And if you don't want to make time to do something like that, he or she who can't physically have children would love to make time for a little girl or a little boy who needed a good environment and a good upbringing. Mm Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Well, guys, I just, man, this has been a good conversation. Um Almost is four minutes till eleven thirty. Um, we got four minutes left in the show. We're gonna wrap it up really quick. Um, do you have any more? You have any final comments to say before we uh, wrap up four six two or four four four? Which who I don't know who wants to go first, but I mean, do you, anybody has anything else left to say or? Not really. God bless. <laughs> God bless. I know it's it's, it's a late night. But I just want to thank all the callers that called in today. It was a really good show tonight. You know, it was a little slow starting, but, um, you know, we really got got the message out there that um, uh, you really need to – it kind of turned more into, like, you know, a conversation dealing with children and family today because we're really going to do Do You Really Know Your Man Part 2. I touched on that a little bit. But really um, it kind of ties into – you know, your children, because who you bring in your home influences how your children are going to turn out. So, you know, I just want to thank everybody. You can check us out. Once again, you can check us out on YouTube.com slash UCOFW. Hit us up on Twitter. 
at twitter.com slash UCOFW. We do have a, a fan book fan page on uh, Facebook now, and we will have an official website coming soon, so keep a, keep an ear out on that. Uh, Michael didn't make it in tonight, but I'm pretty sure he'll be back next time. I know he, he had his, uh, one of his sisters he just met for the first time was in town today. So, um, you know, I just, you know, wanted, want to uh, thank him as always because he, he is an avid supporter of this show, and I want to thank Miss DeAndre. She always... She's always stopping through, and she, you know, she keeps it real. That's one thing I got to say about Miss DeAndre. She keeps it real, and, she, and she's a major supporter, and we want to really thank her for sitting in tonight, you know what I'm saying, you know, so I don't take that lightly. I really want to thank all my callers that called in. Um, you know, we had a slow start. You know, I was kind of on my own at first, but I really want to thank everybody for calling in. Um, and it, it was just a really good show, and I, and I really um, – Want to uh, wish everybody the best, and we will be back in the next week or so, maybe two weeks, with another show. So, until then, um, I will holler at y'all later. Later, and um, be careful out there. You know, keep God first, and He will bless you. So, until then, uh, we will talk to you later. <laughs>